produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced people, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Lo, Mo, Larry, and Curly. Wait. No. Different group. Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? So far, so good. But we're almost to the weekend, and that makes it even better. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree, I agree. Well, um, since we've been having this cold spell, I know it's almost a little late. Uh, actually, no, I think I think our the turnaround time on the store is two weeks. Go, go to our store that's on the, you find it, it's got the rotating pictures going on the right-hand side of our website at MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Get yourself a nice Mighty Marvel Geeks winter hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, or summer hat. It will be summer eventually. It yeah. will. Get yourself a hockey jersey. Playoffs are coming. Conventions coming. Those convention halls are cold. Yeah, they are. Or get That's yourself true. a baseball jersey because, hey, pitchers and catchers report here soon spring training there you go so um so yeah check out that also to check out our other other affiliates supporting them supports us at no additional cost to you the store yeah there's a cost to you <laughs> But again, it supports us because there's no additional outside. Anyway. And um, plus you end up with cool swag. So Speaking of cool swag, I think you guys got some cool swag recently. Yes. Yes, yes I did. did. Yes. Yes. And I I, re- I, I just uh, added new laces to my uh, to my hockey jersey. and Doesn't that yellow really pop? It really does. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing it tomorrow. So, yeah. I mean, I love, I love the work Yeti did mm-hmm. and does on our stuff. And, and I like the white lace but i had the opportunity to get a hold of some i found some yellow lace mm-hmm. and it just it works for, for us it really does so uh and i hope you guys each enjoy your color your own doctor strange oh yeah oh i dude, can't wait dude i'm rusty <laughs> i know i'm rusty but once you're a colorist you're always a colorist you look at some of those pages and you're like yeah maybe near the <laughs> end of the book <laughs> no i i cannot wait to start scanning some of these things Things. You think I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna ruin these with crayons? Get out of town! <laughs> oh, I, I, when I got my books, I, got, I used. I, uh, uh, I actually found some actually blending found colored pencils. pencils. I got some mm-hmm. blending stumps and some and nice erasers. erasers. And I, I went to town I, that way. I, <laughs> oh, I'm I, doing I, this I, digitally. Oh, nice! I, may, I you I know what? Stand, I, like I said, I'm in. 
I, I'm rusty, but I still know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've I've been coloring my head already. So I'm like, you know, because you know, there there were there are a couple of um all there's some alternate color schemes for um, Doctor Strange that I really like, but especially like that red and black. But now I'm starting to experiment with the other colors as well. So like in my head, I'm like, well, what would it look like if I put this and this together or that and that together? So. Yeah, I, I've been. I'm so like pre-coloring. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's sort of like what I've been doing. See, I want to get the Darth Vader one, but then again, most of that's already done because Vader's black. Yeah, <laughs> right. Stormtroopers exactly. are white. Uh, I think one of my favorites. That's like the image that you see on online on social media. It's like worst coloring book ever. It's a picture of Kylo Ren with First Order Stormtroopers. Yeah, and, and whoever it is has just colored in his lightsaber red. And he goes, "Well, guess I'm done." That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you go back and get creative and add the hallway back into it. You could. I mean, but even that's gray. <laughs> yeah, but to go back in and actually pencil it in and fill it in and all that. True. true or even true. better, just, just get a photo still. Oh, I've got this one. I'll have to take a picture of it um, out of the Spider-Man book. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it going, uh, help. Age of Ultron is just as bad. Really? Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, there's, but now you got, now that you guys have one, I'm sure you guys understand why I like like them so much they're yeah hey i've picked these before in my picks of the week but to have but that to me is the adult coloring book for the geek it is yes i can't tell you how much i have wanted to color over some of these the inks of some of the people that are in this book mm-hmm. yeah like john ramita you know i god i can't i I'm, i can't i can't reach for the book now because it's like out of reach at the moment uh just all these other people that are in there, like you know, Staranko and and and, yeah. Neil and Adams and oh, that's just kind of oh yeah, mm, mm, yeah. I don't remember if they've done a color your own Captain America. I know there's been an Iron right. I don't know if there's been a, a color your own uh, Captain America. I haven't seen one, but then again, I. I yeah, I, I'm definitely not up on all of the color of your own books. So yeah, I kind of hoping just putting in the search would show me the. Well, you know, there's an app for that, right? There, <laughs> yeah, they do have an app. And for a while, for the app, you had to have a. Uh, it was easiest if you had your own. Um, what you call it? The uh, your own iPhone. No, there was a special stylus pencil type thing, which brought oh, more oh, stuff oh, yeah, to it. Yeah. So um, now there is a color your own Marvel Masters book that was published back in 2017. Yes. Wow. Okay. Let's see. I'm seeing there's a Marvel color your own, color your own Doctor Strange, color your own Thor, Soon Soon, Star Wars, Spider Man, yeah. Marvel Masters, Women of Power. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, a Wolverine, a Thor. That would have been that would be cool. Civil Civil War, Young Ooh, Marvel. So maybe it's Civil War I have. There's a Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, Young Marvel, which is all pretty much Scotty Young. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's been a direct. There's a Color Your Own Black Panther, Ant-Man, I think. I have got to get the Color Your Own Marvel Masters book. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you got Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko. Uh, let's see, who else? 
uh, well, Amazon doesn't say who else. But, I mean, back when Dagger folded, back in 94, mm-hmm. I actually, I, I did try to to get on with Marvel, sent them, you know, the, the color and stuff that I had done, et cetera, et cetera. And um, while well, they kind of shut me down, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's that's still, that still was a dream of mine for a while, to be able to color some of these guys. And now that they've got these color your own books, it's kind of like, yeah, I can do that now. Yeah. Well, you know, and the cool thing is, like, you can, um, like, even you, you could take a, an ultimate approach with some of the, uh, with, with some of the six one six characters, and that stuff is fun. Or you can vice versa. You can do, uh, well, I don't know if any of the ultimate characters show up in um, the color of your own series, but I'm certainly, I, I plan on do, uh, I, I certainly plan on taking my liberties with it, as it were. There you go. Yeah. You know? Treat yourself. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to give Luke because I have color your own Star Wars. I don't know if I'm ready to give Luke a purple lightsaber. I think I'm strictly saving that for for Mace. Mace. Yeah, yeah, there you so, go. Because Sam, Sam Jackson might green? find out. Oh yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome. Um, looking at Marvel site, there's Marvel Create Your Own, Marvel Color Your Own, Color Your Own Marvel Masters, Color Your Own Venom. Uh, Marvel Soon Soon, Color Your Own Avengers, Color Your Own Black Panther, Color Your Own Deadpool Again, Han Solo, which I have, Thor, Wolverine, Ant-Man and Wasp, Ant-Man and the Wasp, X-Men The New Mutants, Color Your Own Spider-Man, uh, Your Own Young Marvel by Scotty Young, Darth Vader, which I want just to have, uh, Color Your Own Guardians, Color Your Own Deadpool, uh, Civil War, Star Wars, Doctor Strange, Women of Power, Color Your Own James Patterson Max Ride. Wow. Um, uh, I think that's about it. And my daughter's already claimed a couple pages in my uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man book because of Spider-Gwen. Well, of course. Of course, though. So, yeah, I mean, there's quite a few there. And I know DC has them, too. Yeah. Uh, and they're great. They These are the coloring, the adult coloring books for the geeks. Mm-hmm. It, I about can't call them adult coloring books. Mainly because when I when I hear those words, I just kind of want to go bow chicka bow wow, and just it just completely ruins it. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I, I I used to do that until I saw what one of them were. It was like one of those prism ones, and I was like, my hand hurt just looking at them. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just, although I'm sure there are those are out there too, but you know. Yeah, uh, we we probably yeah. I, I think the less we talk about that, the better. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, and I and I do apologize for starting us down that path. So uh, <laughs> I, I think we should I think we should get onto the show proper now. You know, moving hastily on. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about um, what what you call it. Uh, Bob Iger had to say. Oh yeah, he had a lot to say. Um, cause um, <laughs> uh, well, Marvel and uh, Disney Studios. Uh, both did very well uh, with the Oscars. Um, a total of 17 uh, nominations. Specifically, seven of those belong to Black Panther. Seven Oscar nominations. Right. Including? Including 
best picture, including best picture. I, you know, they thing is, in my opinion, they had to at least nominate it because otherwise, I mean, the thing is, uh, for the past, you know, I don't know, was six, eight months or so, something like that. You know, there was this little bit of a nastiness where uh, the the um, uh, academy was trying to reach out to um, uh, only way I can describe it are geek friendly properties because we all know that those um, those uh, movies those properties if they win an award is for something technical like mm-hmm. animation or special effects visual effects yeah digital effects that's sort of thing visual effects they you, they don't get you know supporting actor best actor best picture they don't get that they only get nominated for that generally yeah um, and because well that's it's not just the geek friendly properties it's it's like the academy hates movies that do well they do they, exactly it's kind of like oh oh well that's beneath us that's bubblegum movies that's uh, you know popcorn on a saturday matinee that's not serious art movies no so and i think that's it it's that kind of elitism that has always bothered me oh me too and the thing was when i was a kid you know i didn't get it until all of a sudden I got older and you know all of a sudden you know the movie movies are winning best picture or like I've never heard of this or yeah. you know um, or you know uh, unless it was something that just knocked you over the head so you couldn't miss it like Forrest Gump or uh, God, I even hate to say Titanic. it Titanic yeah thank you uh, thank you, you or, know or even or, or the saving grace for all that Return of the King yes and, and that was but you know every now and then you would get a rare movie that you may have heard of and you and, and those of us who who are may, maybe our tastes aren't as refined as as you know, the the three hour black and white opus to whatever that we are the cinematic proletariat. We are, we are, and our voices have been heard. Well, it's, uh, it's like we know, say they, over on We Be Geeks, it's the geek revolution. It is, it is. Now the thing was that they tried to come up with an award, uh, and I forget what they were going to call it, but basically anything that was remotely popular. I think I think it was going to be the popular film award. What it was going to be? Yeah, yeah, and that got sh- that 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 caused enough of an uproar that they dropped it. And the cons- and the belief was back in the summer that they were going to try and create that so they could throw Black Panther into that category so that Black Panther doesn't get to sit at the big table with everybody else. But Black Panther has been nominated for the big one, Best Picture. Now, does it win? We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But this is one situation where it was nice to actually see that the uh, the academy was willing to look past its own its own um, elitist leanings. Now, I I've heard this scenario pop up. Mm-hmm. Why Black Panther? When most people felt Infinity War was the much better film. Uh, honestly, I think what it comes down to is I think there there are two things. It 
was there there was the whole popularity thing that the and the fact that as far as superhero movies go black panther gave you something different not saying that infinity war didn't but the thing was i feel like that it, it was because it was a you got okay outside of the obvious um that this no that there were a lot of firsts with that movie so outside of that i i i want to believe that it was because for those for for those out there who tend to poo poo superhero properties uh this gave them so much to uh look at that they could not ignore it. Um, it's easy unfortunately to write off uh, Civil War as not Civil War, just Infinity a, War. I mean, I, I mean uh, Infinity War it's easy to write off Infinity War as uh, just a bigger amalgamation of superheroes, whereas Black Panther, you you got nobody has nobody has seen Afrofuturism on the big screen, not really, um, and that's I think that was part of it. And the on top of that, you had a a strong story that had sci- so you had this awesome mix of action, science fiction, humor, and and an engaging story that yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll just really say part of it. I, I do believe that probably the fact that this in, uh, included a, a almost exclusively minority cast. I, I I feel like that may have taken may have played a role in it as well. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but I feel like that we have not seen a movie like this not produced by a major studio, so it I had to it, get noticed. I, I think you're I think you're right, but I think it's also a disservice to say, well, it was it, it had black people in it, and, and just I, try to write it off as such. Right, and it's I, because I, it, it like you said, it had so many firsts. Right, it was the first it. it was I, are, are we fair in saying it's one of the most successful uh, is one of the most successful definitely superhero movies mm-hmm. with a predominantly minority cast it right. is I don't think we're out of line saying it was one of the most successful movies ever with a predominantly minority cast I don't think we're outside of saying that at all and like like you said it just it's so many firsts now people are going to argue whether whether or not Infinity War was a better movie in and of itself than Black Panther. I, I really don't care because you're going to get as many different if, if people say, well, what's your favorite MCU movie? You're going to get about as many different answers as there are movies. Right. That's true. That's true. I think it was the, I think it was the accomplishments that Black mm-hmm. Panther brought yes. and, and and pulled off that got gave it the nod rather than Infinity War. And I think right. that's what I think that's what the people who are who are complaining about this. I think that's what they're missing. I, I agree. I, the thing is, on top of that, like Marvel was willing to Marvel was willing to do something different. Now, and I don't feel like that they were doing something different to make a statement or doing something different to try and get. Oscar nods. I don't believe that. But at the same time, they knew that coming down the road that you you were going to they were if they were going to need if they were going to be if they wanted to change how superhero movies are viewed, if they wanted to take 
things to the next level, they were going to have to be willing to do some different things. Um, and the thing was, even the way the way the story was told uh, with with Black Plant Panther, uh, the and and okay, case in point, case in point, the like Eric Killmonger. Um, I'd be honest with you, it was difficult. Like the, the the way that that was written and the way his part of the story was portrayed, I couldn't just view him as a villain. Um, they they managed to do with him what they did with. Um, Kingpin and Daredevil. Like there, there were certain things that you could under, you could sympathize, you could empathize with Kingpin. Um, yeah. That you know he he did what he did for love, uh, and it may not, you may not necessarily agree with the methods, but you understand why he did what he did. And there were things with like there's very few movies where you can relate to the antagonist in such as such a, a gut level way as you can with um with uh Eric Killmonger and the fact that they they managed to do this and give you a story that you almost forgot that you were watching a superhero movie yeah you know it was almost it was almost it was to me it was almost Shakespearean and on the same level that I think Thor the first Thor movie was intended mm-hmm. to be Black Panther was and I that goes back to th- what we have said on this very podcast before the major difference difference between DC and Marvel movies is that DC makes superhero movies mm-hmm. and Marvel makes movies about people who just happen to be superheroes. Exactly. And so I, I think the, the attention to the character, I think it helps. Mm-hmm. Right. I, that That is the focus. You, you go about it the right way. Yes. Like you forget, like if you're, you're watching this movie, you forget about race. You forget about all that other stuff because in a certain way you can relate to T'Challa mm-hmm. now okay obviously we're now all of us are are you know newly crowned kings of a nation but you know we get the struggle of trying to of trying to find who you are and to make mm-hmm. peace with that and to have that faith shaken and to be on that journey to embrace I guess and, and find who you are and be confident and certain of that Right. Um, and, and and they were able to do it and not be heavy handed about it, you know. Because see, that, there's, yeah, that was that's one thing that I liked about the timing. Yes, because you introduced T'Challa and his father in Civil War, mm-hmm. right? So it, the great thing about the Black Panther movie, it didn't have to be an origin, no, because you had the origin in another movie, and that again, that is the brilliance of the MCU because you can do that. Yes. You can do you can you can introduce a character in one movie, and now that you've got the origin out of the way, now you can have the story in his in their own movie, right? And you know, and that's you know, and that's one of those things that like I, it's one like I I would hear people say, well, I don't feel I don't like that. I, ha- I feel like I have to watch blah. blah. Well, you know, you're kind of just missing the point of the stories. You know, uh, but see, you're talking to a person who loves a series. So, you know, I have no problem, you know, oh, okay, well, before I, and, and I would tell people, is that before you see Black Panther, make sure you see Civil War. As a, not that you're going to necessarily be lost, but it kind of helps fill in some blanks for you. Although yeah. now, if you see Civil War, 
you're going to want to go watch Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, and before you watch that, you need to oh, – why don't you just start with yeah. Iron Man and go from there? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I get what people are saying. Well, I've got to watch all these other movies before I can watch this one. It's like, well, yeah, but isn't that the point of movies to be watched? But you know, yeah. you look at, like, Avengers, and that could be your Marvel Now new number one to get you caught up for everything. That's true. That's or, true. Let's go to Age of Ultron. Uh, it's, hey, looky here, brand new, all new Marvel now. New stepping off point. Yeah. I mean, is it important to know the stuff prior to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you capable? Is it a movie where you can enjoy this despite not knowing everything that's gone on before? Yes, it's totally possible. But you get more out of it. It's yeah. the MCU is kind of it, it's it's a thing that it rewards you for your investment. Mm-hmm. It does. Like if you've watched, you know, all the Iron Man movies, you know where he's coming from. You've seen his character journey. The Tony Stark in Infinity War is light years different from the one that we saw at the beginning of Iron Man. Right. Mm. And that's that is the luxury. You have the luxury of being able to take a character on such a journey over multiple movies. So that way they're not just Johnny One Note. No. Right. You know, the same thing with 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 uh Steve Rogers and you know you know Bruce Banner and Thor especially Thor I think is probably the one you could make an argument for Tony but Thor is probably the one that has had the most dramatic character journey over their movies yeah yeah, I agree. Yes. But for me, I got it, it's a struggle. First one, I'm okay getting through. Second one is such a struggle. Well, it I really mean, you is. can you can skip over number two. You can skip yeah. over the dark world and not really be penalized too much for it. I almost prefer it. <laughs> Personally, yeah. but I mean the Thor, the Thor from the first movie is is light years different from the Thor in Infinity War. It is, yeah. yeah. And I mean the thing is, like Thor, it, it, I'll be honest with you, Thor was probably the the one Avenger that I I probably cared least about. I watched the movies just because. I, you know, I'm a completionist. Well, you almost have to. You almost have to. But then after seeing Ragnarok, like it completely revamped Thor for me. And it makes me want to go back and watch Thor and then Dark World again to see maybe was there something I was missing, you know? See, for me, well, it, I mean, the, go ahead. I say it, for me, it's Thor Ragnarok is one. Thor two. Thor the Dark World. Well, okay, if I have to, I I, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. So, but again, that is that is something that the MCU has done very well, and other movie houses, other movie studios are trying to, they're trying to replicate that lightning in a bottle, right? Um, like case in point, um, Sony, Sony <laughs> trying to do the. Spider-Man universe and just for whatever reason they just haven't been able to to recapture that. I mean you had the fair you had the first you know the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Those were good for the time but by the third movie it was it, it just it was kind of like we've run out of of space. We've run out of track. 
if you got right. rid of Venom for that film and tried not to do both Venom and Sandman and hero, villain, anti-hero, hobgoblin, and just left it Sandman with the right-in-the-fence hobgoblin and left Spider-Man in the black suit for the majority of the film with, by the end of the film, ready to kill Sandman, realizing that's not what he does. Mm-hmm. Even though we know with that storyline, Sandman was there when his uncle was killed because it was Sandman's right. partner. You ride that whole thing out, and then it's like, yeah. okay, I need to get rid of the suit. And then he finally figures out how to get rid of the suit. And then it ends with Lash picking up the suit and transforming into Venom. And then, boom, Spider-Man 4. I think it would have turned out a hell of a lot better. Well, I totally agree. Yeah. But it, it, it ended the way it ended. And then they rebooted with Andrew Garfield, which Great. I thought Garfield Great did casting. a valiant effort. But I, then again. I didn't want a chick flick. Well, there you go. <laughs> Like I said, valiant effort. But then Sony finally realized, hey, we we need Marvel. We need Marvel Studios help in this. Yeah. So then you have. Then, of course, you have Civil War with Spider-Man. Then you have Homecoming. Now you have the upcoming Far From Home, which looks absolutely fantastic. Oh, my gosh, yes. And Infinity War. And so now I think, you know, now Sony is uh, is trying to branch out. They they branched out with Venom, which I think did better than any of us ever imagined it would. Yeah. And now, according to a new report from Variety, uh, there is another spinoff movie coming out. It is uh, Morbius, the living vampire from all the way back from Amazing Spider-Man 101 back in the early 70s. Wow. Uh, Yeah. According to this new report, Matt Smith, the former Doctor Who, the 11th Doctor, is in final talks to join this spinoff movie. And while we don't know exactly what role he's going to play, they will say it it's a major role. Interesting. Yeah. I- I, I don't know enough about Morbius to even guess at who. He yeah. Be. Well, this is this is the one that's going to have Jared Leto in it, and we've talked about this before. Um, I'm not I, I'm not sold on this. I mean, it could it could work because let's face it, you know, you put a vampire in just about any movie these days, and people flock to it. Yeah. True. Um, let's hope that this Morbius vampire does not glitter in the sunshine. Oh God. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, a uh, report from late last year hinted that the film's villain will be a character by the name of Crown. So there is that possibility. But we really just don't know at this point. I think what we we do know is if they make Morbius glow, all of a sudden we're going to be hearing, Hey, Edith. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Going way back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you were saying. <laughs> if you can I don't know. You that. derailed oh my, my train god. of thought. You made. Oh my god! I can't believe I just did it. You, you made an All in the Family reference, and you and you just you broke me. <laughs> and but, you know why we're laughing. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Playing the role of Edith Bunker tonight will be Starscream from the Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> so, but trying to get back on the topic, I, I do think that um, Mass Miss a good actor. I do like him. Um, so I think he can he can definitely do a good job on whoever they ask him to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which makes you wonder if there's going to be any because Morbius started out as a Spider-Man villain. Right. So it makes you wonder, are you going to see some Spider-Man characters, some other Spider-Man characters or maybe even Spider-Man himself? Mm. I don't know. Uh, you know, it could be or not necessarily even just Spider-Man characters, but like references like, you know, he shows up outside Spider-Man's high school. Uh, maybe. Be I interesting. mean, yeah. I, I mean, they were thinking about, you know, there were hints of that with uh, with Venom. Uh, you know, there were hints that there were gonna there was going to be some kind of connection. Uh, and the thing was, all we got was that Eddie Brock was in New York. You know, he was in New York before you sometime before you see the movie, see him yeah. in San Francisco. I, I don't know. I, I do. I know that there is a desire for um, for what is it, um, Sony to have that connection to the MCU. But we don't know just the extent of that agreement yeah, that, exactly. that Sony and Marvel made. It's kind of like, well, does that mean that all of the Spider-Man movies are going to be set in the MCU? you or is it just going to be Spider-Man? So that's that's a fine line, and I really don't envy anybody that's got to walk it. Mm-mm, no, because it's a question of well, here are, here is this list of characters that we don't want Sony to make into a standalone movie right. because we may want them in. And I guarantee you, Doctor Octopus and Green Goblin are on that list. Yeah. On the other hand, I'd love to see a Silver Sable movie. Oh, well, isn't that what we're supposedly supposed to be getting from Sony with black and silver. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, that's supposed to be with Black Cat and Silver Sable, which would be a heck of a combination. Well, we're kind of seeing that in the Spider-Man game there on PlayStation. Yeah. Yes, we are. Which, by the way, Callan, have you finished Silver Lining yet? I, I have not. I'm I'm trying to get 100% on everything, so I'm super close. But okay. yeah, have did you have you finished it? Um, Mac has. I have not. Are you? Have you played any of it, though? Yeah. Like it? Yeah. I'm I'm loving it. Okay. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think the Spider-Man PlayStation game is probably the best non-MCU take on Spider-Man, period. Is it, I, I, it's, I, would, I would have loved to see that story on the big screen. Seriously. Well, depending on how big your TV is, you can get there. That is true. <laughs> and I'm telling you, you, you were talking about having a relatable villain early on. Can mm-hmm. you not re- – do, does your heart just not break when when Octavius goes bad? It does because yeah. it's just it, it, and that's that's the thing. I've seen this in another article, and, and yes, I know we're like completely tangenting, and and I apologize, but uh, the article that I read said, and I it, it is so spot on. You know that the, that Otto is ultimately going to be a bad guy, yeah. But you you find yourself pulling for him. It's kind of like you know they they hit setback after setback. Back, but he is still he is still this likable guy. Just you know, endless optimism. Like you, know, we'll get through this. I know we'll get through this. We can we can make this work. And and you find yourself, despite the fact you know he's a bad guy, you keep hoping. It's like no, oh, keep going, keep going. You got this. And then when he eventually does go bad, it, it's 
Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and and you could tell, like, you're you're feeling for for Peter because it's just yeah. like, you know, what do you do? You know, he right. he's yeah, it's it's heart wrenching. I mean, there there's a lot of heartbreaking moments yeah. in that game. Almost as heart wrenching it is for Mike for us to start talking about this when two of the three of us have a PS4, and I and, and I'll give y'all three guesses as to who doesn't. Well, how about, how about this? It can't be as heart-wrenching as what Fox is going through right now with this. That's true. Uh, you know, Fox, the the deal with Disney is supposedly supposed to be wrapped by March, but it's also being claimed that, uh, I think we talked about this last week, if we didn't, hey, <coughs> news to you, X-Men, all future X-Men and Fantastic Four projects by Fox have been canceled. In the case of Fantastic Four, that's an act of mercy. Um, in the case of one film, it's rejoicement. You can rejoice, and if you're not hearing the screams of, of joy coming from Akron, Ohio, then I don't know what, because that means the Gambit film starring Channing Tatum is gone. Ah, yeah. There, there, there's justice in this world. But that's not the disappointing I'm talking about. Nope. Um, apparently, X-Men Dark Phoenix is a we might as well rename it x-men the flop phoenix or the dark flop the dumpster fire pretty much x flop the dumpster fire um <laughs> x flop dumpster fire uh, apparently there have been numerous users on social media claiming to have knowledge about the screen test and that um the reactions well normally we don't talk politics but let's just say the approval rating of the current administration is better than this film and that's not saying much. <laughs> I mean, are we talking fantastic flop level ratings? Uh, I'm thinking when this finally hits uh, Rotten Tomatoes, that 2015 fantastic flop might have a new replacement for that bottom rung. Oh, good Lord. This sounds like a Fallout 76 fiasco. Yeah. yeah. Um, one quote from Skylar Schuler, editor-in-chief of Diz Insider, which I have no clue what that is. It's a Disney site. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So, Disney okay. Insider, basically. Okay. Uh, said another, of course, this is Cosmic Book News reporting this, another X-Men Dark Phoenix test screening, and guess what? I now have talked to six people who went to all three different test screenings and all of them have told me the screenings were so were, were bad. Uh, another Twitter user commented about the test screening saying um, that scenes did not go over well with the audience. Um, a Twitter user by the name of El Pinchy Gringo tweeted I went to see one of the screenings. Everyone laughed so hard in a scene that's supposed to be so serious. Way to end Fox Marvel movies. Um, and then Schuler reported Applied with, I think I know what scene you're referring to. Uh, it's been said that the test screen, you know, typically the test screenings are done to improve the movie, but with the movie still five months away, there's still time to fix things. But three test screenings already, and they keep getting worse. I think they're going the wrong direction. So, uh, what's interesting is with the Dark Phoenix, it is it has a similar story to Captain Marvel, with a female character going to space, acquiring 
really powerful cosmic powers returning to Earth and getting chased by aliens. Well, okay. And I don't remember Dark Phoenix initially being a hero when she came back. No, she was not. Um, now, Dark Phoenix also saw its initial release date moved away from Captain Marvel, possibly suggesting Disney's influence as the, the merger was in the works. Now, Dark Phoenix is getting released three months after Captain Marvel. This isn't the first time Dark Phoenix has been center of controversy, as it has also been said the flick has undergone major reshoots. Another sign the film is not going to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as noted, this will be the last X-Men movie at Fox Studios as the characters are returning to Marvel when the Disney Fox deal goes through. Uh, Feige has already hinted the MCU will be using lesser known characters rather than the popular X-Men characters from the Fox universe, which is fine because then that gives the more popular characters a chance to kind of fade off fade. and be something when they come back. Right. Um, now, Fox, and plus, go sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying that's a tactic that has worked well for the MCU so far. Right. Right. I mean, and, and really that's kind of how they had to start because all the popular characters had gotten sold off to other studios. Right. right. So they had to start off with the more obscure, but because they were more obscure, they were able to put a fresh take on it. Like Doctor Strange, it, guys, we've seen the Doctor Strange movie before Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, was not a pretty sight. That was what nineteen seventy something made for TV. The, yeah, yeah, right, right along there with the, the Captain America movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Ant Man. <laughs> there's a reason Ant Man wasn't sold to another studio. Yep. You, you know, the thing was, I remember. Remember when I when we, I heard that they were doing an Ant Man movie? I'm like, really? Uh, I knew I was going to see it because it was part of the MCU, but I wasn't expecting to even care about this movie. But it's I, one of my favorite Marvel movies now. Guardians of the Galaxy worried me. Well, yeah, it, it did because not only was it a team, a, a group that was not the A list group, right? It wasn't even the original group. Nope. This was a makeshift group made up of really obscure characters Mm -hmm. that most of them didn't have much of a solo career. Nope. So if Marvel can do that, I think I heard somebody call them D-listers. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. A-listers, not B-listers, not the, even C-listers. D-list, yeah. Yeah. So if you can do that, then why would you not continue the formula that works for you with some of these Fox characters? Like, you know, could you do a Namor movie? Of course, yeah, it'd be kind of like an Aquaman ripoff at this point. But Right. But you do the characters like, well, an Excalibur group would be cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I would love to see Captain Britain. Yes. Now, yeah. Fox still has New Mutants on the release schedule, even though Fox has reported that the film is dead or possibly being moved to a Hulu exclusive. Right. Um, it is also thought a new Dark Phoenix trailer is getting released this week or next. Uh, personally, save it for Super Bowl. Well, I guess that mm-hmm. would be next. 
next week. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's where we stand there. And <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I I'm not having hope. I mean, there the X Men franchise is kind of carrying on the tradition of the '80s, '90s, and maybe even the early 2000s. Um, how do you ruin a superhero film franchise? Third film, too much. Well, X Men kind of did that with Last Stand, and they kind of mm-hmm. did that again with uh, Apocalypse. Which personally, I thought as much that as there were elements that I loved in Days of Future Past, I I thought Days of Future Past was kind of weak. It was. Um, and now Dark Phoenix. Oh, what's the best way to uh, definitely kill off franchise? Um, this kind of explains why James Mac- McAvoy said that X Men's not going to work with the MCU because looks like they're kind of permanently uh, trying to damage the characters, which I think is absolutely wrong as well. Well, I totally agree. But it's okay. They will get it all fixed, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will say this. We have uh, our picks of the week at Yeah. It is that time. Well, okie dokie. But before we get there, we all know Star Wars The Galaxy's Edge is supposed to open here in, or- in Orlando, where I'm at, uh, late fall, and it's supposed to open in June, according to Bob Iger in California. Well, coming in April is a five-issue mini uh, written by some writer we've never heard of. Uh, I think the gentleman's name is uh, Eton Socks. Wait, Ethan Sachs? We never heard of him. He sounds familiar. We should uh, try to get him on. We should. Um, you know, I, I know a great series that he should try is like, you know, you know how Old Man Logan did well? Oh, Old Man yeah. Hawkeye? How about, Love that. How about Hawkeye? Yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. And let's make him going blind. <laughs> I think he'd really work with that. Oh, yeah. I, I think it'd be, it'd be an interesting story. I mean, i give it a shot. I, I think I'd read that. Yeah. So, um, in April, Marvel's releasing a s- series Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which will tie into the new lands that are opening this year. It'll be a five-issue mini, which will be the first to meet the infamous Duk Andar, an Ithorian collector of rare antiquities. Uh, and you find out what happens when the First Order reaches the edge of wild space. The key to saving this lawless outpost may just involve a job pulled a long time ago by none other than Han Solo and his cohort, Chewbacca. So, I'm excited for that. Um, so I can't wait. But, I also can't wait for our picks of the week, so Kyle, why don't you start us off? I mean, I'm sorry, sure. Eric. Yeah. Eric's got the MU pick, so Eric starts us off this week. Okay, so my first pick of the week is a number one. It is Journey into Unknown Worlds number one by Cullen Bunn, Francesco Mana, Mike McCone, Clay Chapman. All new sci-fi story in celebration of Marvel's 80th anniversary and the comic books that captivated hearts and minds across generations. Join us for two scintillating sci-fi stories. The First, an extraterrestrial adventure by Cullen Bunn, the likes of which hadn't been seen in this or any other decade. And the second, A Tale of Terror by Clay McLeod Chapman. That could take place in your very own backyard. The secrets of the universe lie waiting to be discovered, true believers, on a journey to unknown worlds. Rated T. Okay, Kylan, how about you go next? Gladly. Oh, man, my first book, my number one book is The Man Without Fear, number five, brought to us by Jed McKay, Danilo Beirut, and Kyle Hotz. Daredevil is gone, but Hell's Kitchen is still a place of heroes and villains. Foggy Nelson, issue one, The Defenders in issue two, 
The Mini Loves of Matt Murdock in issue three, The Kingpin issue four, and a Mysterious Guardian Devil issue five will all learn what it means to live in a world without a daredevil. And without a daredevil to protect it, has hell come for a city? Who is the man without fear? Actually, they have had the same <laughs> blurb for every issue. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah, it's a good series. Well, we kind of talked about it earlier, and I'm going to add now to the list, as we briefly mentioned it, um, my first pick of the week is Color Your Own Captain Marvel. Great paperback. She's one of the boldest and brightest heroes in the Marvel Universe, and now you can bring her luminescent life in her red, blue, and gold glory. Follow Carol Danvers' colorful career from her uniform days in the Air Force to taking flight in a very different costume of Miss in in the very different costume of Miss Marvel. Uh, through to her ultimate ascension to the rank of Captain Marvel. Use your full range of pens, pencils, and crayons on Carol and her friends, from the Avengers allies to her Alpha Flight crew, from Marvel. The Cree legend who inspired her, inspired her to Kamala Khan, who took up the mantle of her idol to become the new Miss Marvel. Then there are intergalactic enemies like the green-skinned Skrulls, the blue-hued Kree, um, menaces Ronan the Accuser, and Doctor Minerva. Join Carol Coloring Corps to join the Carol Coloring Corps today and make yours Captain Marvel. Nice. So, Eric, your number two pick. My number two pick is another number one. It is True Believers, What If Conan Walked Earth Today? And uh, basically, it is a representation of What If Number 13 from uh, 1979. And basically, it is What If Conan the Barbarian Was Walking the Streets of New York in 1979. Well, that's cool. Oh, that would have been crazy. Well, Kylan, your number two pick of the week. Uh, My number two is Marvel Knight's 20th number six of six brought to us by Danny Cates, Kim Jacinto, Jeff Shaw, Vita Ayala, and Joshua Kassara. The truth comes out. The secret is revealed. A secret that may shatter the very foundations of the Marvel Universe. Okay. My second pick of the week is by Kelly Thompson, Danielle DiNicolo, Nicolo, Nicolo, Edward Petrovich, and Stefano Cassara. Sully, and it's West Coast Avengers number seven. I am really digging the way this ser- this series has turned out. I will tell you right now, outside of all the Star Wars books, this is the only other series I have in my pull list regularly that, that I have set aside for me to pick up. Nice. So, um, like we talked about before, there's some weeks, there's stuff on the list that none of us get, and we pick what, if we were to pick something for the week, what will we get? Those are our recommendations. Um, mm-hmm. This book is one I get, and I will testify, this is a great book. This is a great series. Um, and I've always been a West Coast fan, and I, I've even said it. I was leery about the series when it was coming back, but not anymore. No VAR? No way. Marvel Boy is back, and the timing couldn't be worse for Kate Bishop. Her relationship with Fuse is looking shaky, and the last thing she wants is a very hot ex hanging around. Not to mention Kate's former Young Avengers teammate has brought a mountain of trouble to the West Coast. Can Kate clean up after No VAR while keeping him far away from her love life? Read on, true believers. Read on. (laughs) So, Eric, back to you for final pick of the week. 
Okay. And uh, when I was doing my picks, I really was not trying to do this, but hey, I'll claim it anyway. My third pick of the week is another number one. It is Uncanny X-Men 3D number one by Chris Claremont and Jim Lee. Now, what this is, um, relive comics history in the making as Wolverine's hidden past with Captain America and the Black Widow is revealed, representing the landmark Uncanny X-Men number 268 like you've never seen it before. And senses-shattering 3D, courtesy of superstar creators Chris Claremont and Jim Lee, polybagged with a pair of 3D glasses. Now, I picked this because this is this is one of my all-time favorite comics. You know, just it, it, don't put any qualifiers on it. All-time favorites because it takes place – there's like it, – it takes place in the modern time, but it also has a huge flashback to World War II era where you see – Captain America, who has just assumed the mantle. He's still fresh in the boots. Uh, you also see Black Widow as like a like a six-year-old or eight-year-old child. And you see Logan before he became Wolverine and how all three of these met up. And it is a really good adventure. I'm not going to get into it because that would be spoiling it for Kylan because when we were before we were starting to record, I was telling him about this issue and he kind of like got excited and go, man, I got to save this for future readings. So it's it's really cool. Think about it. Hydra teaming up with the hand. What could possibly go wrong? Who knows? Gosh. Who knows? Yeah. So, Kylan, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Marvel Knight Punisher uh, trade paperback Purgatory uh, brought to us by Tim Snigoski and Bernie writes. It's a Punisher era like no other. Frank Castle died, but that wasn't the end of his story. Heaven had other plans for Punisher, and now he's back from the grave as an angel of vengeance. With a new armory of supernatural weapons, Frank renews his war on crime. He's caught between heaven and hell but his soul has a second chance. And if he seizes it, perhaps one day he can see his family again. The Punisher's deadly mission used to be about vengeance. Now it's about redemption. But what happens when Frank joins Wolverine to unravel the mystery of a deadly young mutant named Revelation? Bullet flying, bone bone clawing, maybe even world-ending action, that's what? Featuring the work of legendary horror artist Bernie Wrightson, collecting Punisher of 19 1998, 1 through 4, and Wolverine Punisher Revelation, numbers 1 through 4. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week uh, is Star Wars Dr. Afro number 28. Again, another one in my pull list. Um, character I have been a fan of since the first appearance of Afra in Darth Vader number 1, written by Karen Gillian. Um, to enough of a fan, it caused Eric at Celebration to bring up our fantasy casting until we were told, you realize she's Asian. We, we could do makeup on Betty Betty White. <laughs> I'm just saying. You prosthetics. Um, this is a character that there there's talks, rumblings out there that people want a Dr. Afro solo film. Let's do it. Why not? Sure. Let's give, let's make her. Well, let me read the description, then you'll know where I'm going. Um, or they'll solicit. With a huge price on their heads, rogue archaeologist Dr. Afra and her murder droid companion Triple Zero are hunted wherever they run. Of their pursuers, you might think the deadliest danger comes from the Empire 
hire backed cops or the deranged undead bounty hunter or the relentless monster trappers, right? Nope, because the entire population has tuned in to watch the chase through Triple Zero's eyes and everyone has a shot at that reward. Now the phrase archaeologist, could you see a Star Wars Indiana Jones type film with Dr. Afra and be successful in in the franchise? Does yeah. she get to say, throw me the idol, I throw you the whip? Why not? Okay. I would love to see her as she's on some planet somewhere. Guy comes out with a vibra blade and she just turns around. And, and she shoots, shoots him. him. Yeah. Either that or she stands there and all of a sudden BT, BT1 rolls up and he shoots him. I like that even better. I do too. So, um, yeah, I want to see, Indi- I, wanna, I would love to see like an Indiana Jones style film with her where she's looking for some relic from the Star Wars realm while she's being hunted down by the rebellion and the empire and all these bounty hunters let's do something it could work it really could like a holocron yep Ooh. 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 wow the holocron of darth reven or darth bane kathleen kennedy if you're listening to this you're welcome yep writes itself it does or let us write it for you i won't say we work cheap oh who am i kidding we'll work cheap we do yeah we'll we'll be affordable yeah so and likable installment plan there you go yeah uh so eric why don't you hit us up with our eu pick <laughs> this EU, eu pick has been M-U rather pick. M-U. mu pick <laughs> EU i could have gone anymore. eu with the mu <laughs> but uh this mu pick has been kind of frustrating because uh i would choose one uh, one idea to go with and it not being unlimited and then i would pick another one and of course it hasn't been an unlimited yet and then a third one that we've picked before so uh this is like plan d <laughs> for marvel unlimited <laughs> picks because one thing that i like to do with my unlimited picks is i like to go for a first appearance of a character particularly a character that we have mentioned either during one of our news stories or during one of our picks uh so this one because uh, one of my picks was uncanny x-men 3d number one uh showing how logan and captain america and Black Widow met. Uh, well, we're going to go with the first appearance of Wolverine in The Incredible Hulk number 180 from October 1974. When uh, Roy Thomas was editor-in-chief, uh, cover artist was Herd Trimpey, and let's see. Oh, oh, look, the editor was Roy Thomas again. Okay. So, yeah, this was the first, uh, first appearance of Wolverine slash Weapon X. Uh, you also had uh, the Wendigo as your antagonist. Yep. And, uh, yeah, there you go. It's, it's a classic. Cool. It's the first, t- first time you see him, the first time you ever heard of him, where he had, like, those cute little ears and the whiskers. And uh, the claws look like they kind of, they, they curved more. Well, the the claws, according to the penciler, they were originally intended just to be attached to the back of his glove. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that was before the, you know, the, the adamantium skeleton and the, uh, yeah, all that good stuff and that we know and love about Logan today. Well, that's going to kind of bring us to a close. Uh, I had this one final thought. Um, apparently, no Spider-Man and no X-Men are going to be shown or represented at CinemaCon at, in Las Vegas in April. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, while Sony has Men in Black International, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Once Upon a Time from Quick 
Quentin Tarantino coming out this year, they have opted not to showcase films at April CinemaCon. Fox is also following suit, um, but this is probably more at the moment of the Disney-Fox merger coming to fruition the month before. So it may be um, Disney bringing those properties to the table. That's very possible. So um, while it still hasn't officially been announced that they're not appearing, uh, Fox and Sony are not listed, are not, are still listed as industry partners on the website. Um, so it's listed as industry partners, but not going to be there. Any other final thoughts before we uh, sign off for the night? Nope. nope. Thought it out. And there's only one thing left to do. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Time to go dark. Dark Phoenix. You still got hopes? <laughs> I just hope, even if it is a flop, I hope they stay true to the story than like Days of Future Past or Apocalypse. You know, I, I just want to be good. Yeah, that's all I want. Uh, that that's I don't know if that if I have to have a low bar now for that or what, but you yeah, know. That's probably best. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 